Mark uh, writes these words. He says, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might, <clears throat> might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? In other words, it's a question. You know, who will roll the stone away? It was a moment I think they realized that they did not have the ability, that they couldn't remove the stone. It was a stone that was blocking their, their way. It says, but when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man, this is probably an angel, dressed in white robes, sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. Do not be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. The, the stone was rolled away. Jesus conquered sin and death. Jesus walked out of the tomb victorious. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. You know, today we, we celebrate our Savior and our Lord's resurrection you know the king of kings the the prince of peace the the risen one god rolled away the stone and today what i want to do is i want to help you see that god is in your life and that god is still rolling stones you know today we're going to look at a story it's about two guys and they see jesus but they don't realize who he is and it says this, and uh, Luke records, he says, on that same day, and I'm thinking, well, what's the same day? Well, it's the same day that Jesus walked out of the grave. It was that first Easter. So on that same day, two of Jesus' followers, and we're going to find out, one of them's uh, Cleophas. The, the other, if you read very carefully, the indication is that the other one was one of the 12 disciples that had been with Jesus. It says, on the same day, two, two of them, <clears throat> on the same day, two of Jesus' followers were going to a village named Emmaus, and seven miles from Jerusalem, and they talked to each other about all the things that had happened. So, I want you to get the picture. These two guys, they're not chatting about the economy. They're not talking about the NCAA tournament, which is good, by the way. <laughs> the conversation is really more intense here. You know, for centuries, uh, they had heard about the, the prophecies of the, the one that was coming, the speculation that one day that God would send the Messiah. They're, they're talking about what they had heard their, their parents talk about, what they'd heard their grandparents talk about. They, they'd heard this conversation for years. It was something they had been hoping for, expecting, praying for, and, and they meet Jesus. They meet Jesus. Jesus was unlike anyone they had ever met before. Jesus spoke in ways that was captivating to them. They'd seen Jesus perform miracles. And so these two guys became followers of Jesus. 
they started believing. You know, this could be the one. You know, maybe, maybe Jesus is the promised Messiah that, that we've heard about. But their hopes had been crushed. I mean, three days earlier, they, they had witnessed Jesus being crucified. They watched him die on the cross. And I think their hopes died with him. What are we going to do now? This isn't going the way we thought it was going to go. And as I say that, for some of you, that's where you are today. I mean, you had an idea where you thought you would be by this time in your life. But the reality, not even close. You know, you came out of school with all these dreams and things that you were going to accomplish. But for some, you took a job because, well, you needed the money. And now, years later, you're still working the same job. Job you hate. You know, maybe your marriage blew apart. Maybe your finances have tanked. Maybe one of your kids is a mess. And you're thinking, this isn't what I signed up for. This was not my plan. Friends, what do you, what do, you do in those moments? I mean, how do you pick up the pieces in your life? See, these two guys, they've had their dreams shattered. I, I imagine they're kind of devastated. You know, we had all our hopes in this. We thought Jesus was the one. It says, as they talked and discussed, Jesus himself drew near and walked along with them. They saw him, but somehow did not recognize him. Jesus now is walking beside him. It's really a beautiful picture that's taking place. They, they, they see him but they don't recognize him. And I wonder, why couldn't they recognize Jesus? Well, I mean, maybe, maybe God just clouded their vision. Maybe God wanted to teach him something before he revealed Jesus. I mean, maybe it was God's way of saying, you want to know the truth? You can't handle the truth, you know? Maybe, maybe their grief just kept them from seeing. I mean, we really don't know. But these two men are walking with Jesus, and they do not recognize him at all. That ever happened to you? You know, the very thing that you're looking for, and it's right in front of you, but you can't see it? I may have shared this before. I remember uh, years ago, I wanted a pair of sunglasses. And so I looked for months for a pair of sunglasses. And you go, really? Well, see, I wanted a $200 pair of sunglasses, but I wanted them for 50 bucks. And so I started started looking and looking, and finally I found a pair. I think I gave like 75 bucks for them. And uh, 30 years later, I still, I still have those glasses. I, I figured it was a pretty good investment, but... I hadn't had the glasses very long, 
And we were loading the car. We were going on vacation. I was carrying a bunch of stuff. And then I got in the car, and I realized I didn't have my sunglasses. I'm like, where are my sunglasses? I just had them. And so I started looking around the house, and I'm backtracking. I'm looking everywhere for these glasses. I blame the kids for it. I blame the cat. It, it was not pretty. And really, part of it, I was frantic because the reason why I was looking for them was I had this vision of me having to go back to my old sunglasses. They were bright lime green. They were McDonald giveaway sunglasses. I don't know if any of you remember them. You know, they they were shades. They were like uh, Kermit the Frog meets the Blues Brothers, all right? And so I probably searched for a half hour. We were supposed to be leaving, and I'm searching and searching, and finally... I came back to the car, and I'm frustrated and, and a little bit disappointed. And I reach to start the car, and I hear clank. And on the, they hit the center console. Well, I tucked them under my arm <laughs> at some point. So I'm walking around searching for them, and I'm carrying them with me. And they'd been there the whole time, you know. I know it's ridiculous, but I, w- I was searching for them and uh, couldn't, couldn't find them. These guys, they're walking alongside Jesus. They see him, but they don't see him. They're devastated. They're confused. They they had seen Jesus die on the cross. Jesus joins them, but they do not recognize him. They don't. You know, Scripture says that Jesus kind of jumps into the conversation. He's like, hey. What are you guys talking about? And they just stop walking. I mean, it's a very sobering moment, I, I imagine. They, one of them named Cleophas asked him, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have been happening there these last few days? Are you clueless? Do you, do you not watch the news? Where have you been, in a cave or something? And I think Jesus could have said, well, technically, last three days, been kind of in a cave, but he doesn't. In fact, I'm not sure what Jesus was thinking at that moment. But but Scripture is very, very clear. You know, the risen Savior is walking with them. They don't realize it. You, I, I really kind of expected Jesus to go, hey, it's me. You know, I'm back. You know, the, the Old Testament, they prophesied that this would happen. You know, remember, I told you I was going to come back. I told you I was going to suffer and die, but that I'd walk out of the grave in three days. You know, I paid the price for sin. I paid the price for, for your freedom. You know, I, I knew with each stripe on my back that I'd heal you and I would save you. I, I did it for you. I did it because I love you. And when they took me off the cross, they put me in the grave. I know everybody was wondering. They're, they're hurting. They're waiting. They're praying. You know, I was fighting with Satan. I was fighting to take away the keys of hell and death from him. 
And my father rolled that stone away. And I walked out of that grave. You know, I'm risen. Sin and death have lost their power. You can be forgiven now. You can have a relationship with God. But he doesn't say that. He says, what things? The things that happened to Jesus of Nazareth, they answered. This man was a prophet. Was considered by God and by all the people to be powerful in everything he said. Everything he did. You know, Jesus captivated our hearts. He spoke like no one we've ever heard. It was like feasting on living bread. He changed our life when he opened his mouth. You know, when he spoke, blind eyes were open. Deaf ears could hear. When he spoke, they rolled the stone away. People were brought back to life. We saw it. Our chief priests and rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. He was crucified. And we had hoped that he'd be the one who was going to set Israel free. Besides all that, this is now the third day since it happened. It's been three days. Our faith is broken. Obviously, what we had hoped for, it's not going to happen. Friends, I have been there many times in my life. Something I thought was going to happen, didn't happen. It was almost like it just slid through my hands. I I realized that it wasn't going to be. And some of you, You've hoped for something, and it didn't happen, right? You, you hoped that you would have that baby, but you can't. You, you'd hoped to celebrate that anniversary, but instead, you're dividing things up now. You, you'd hoped that you would retire, but instead, you, you watched your investments vanish. You'd hoped to really be enjoying life, but instead you're battling some serious illness. See, these guys, they, they wanted to believe that Jesus was the promised one, the Messiah. These guys were, were struggling. We had hoped all these things. So some of the women of our group surprised us. They went at dawn to the tomb but could not find his body. They came back saying they had seen a vision of an angel who told them he's alive. Some of our group went to the tomb and found it exactly as the women had said, but they did not see him. Jesus, the the risen Savior, he's walking with them. The the women had, had told them they'd been to the tomb, but they didn't see him that they'd been told he was risen. The, the guys with Jesus, and they don't realize it. They're clueless. Friends, I think Jesus is with us many times, and we don't see him. I mean, some of you are going through some stuff right now. 
but you can't see God, can you? He's with you, but you can't see him. You can't feel him. You know, Scripture uh, says he'll never leave you or forsake you. You know, wild horses couldn't drag him away from you. That's how much God loves you. You know, you belong to God. God loves you. God has a plan for your life. And you may not realize it right now. But someday, I guarantee you, you will look back on your life and you will realize he's been there the entire time. You know, working in your life, loving you and comforting you and helping you and correcting you and protecting you. You you will see that he was with you, you know, in that brokenness, in that pain, in the battles, in the struggles of life, that God rolls the stone away and Jesus walks out of the grave. I mean, it's what he does all the time. It's near the, the end of the day. These guys finally get to the village that they were going to. And Jesus says, hey, thanks for letting me join you. You know, it's been a long day. I'm going to go find a place to rest. And if you read the account, we won't, but I'd encourage you to read it this week. But the two guys end up saying, hey, why don't you come over to our house and, uh, you know, stay with us the night, have dinner. And so Jesus accepts. He's there for dinner. Scripture says that he broke bread, and he he blessed it, and he gave it to them. Now, I want you to remember, one of the guys had been with Jesus at a supper not very long ago. He was with the disciples, and that's when Jesus broke bread, and he gave it to them, and it was holy communion. Now, this isn't communion they're having. They're just having dinner. But I think it was a holy moment. Scripture says, then their eyes were what? Opened. (laughs) And they recognized him. But he disappeared from their sight. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said when I read it too. What? (laughs) Are you kidding? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? You know. They said to each other, wasn't it like a fire burning in us when he talked to us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? He's been with us the whole time. We just didn't realize it. Have you ever, have you ever had a moment like that in your life? I mean, for some of you, it might be today. You know, you, you look back on your life and you look back on your past and you see Jesus. And friends, when you can see Jesus in your past, then you can recognize him in your present. And, and friends, I can say with confidence, God still rolls stones. God's still about rolling stones. Because I have seen it throughout my life. 
You know, I, I've seen it from my earliest memories. You know, a little yellow uh, church bus would go past our house. I was three at the time. But I knew I needed to be on that bus. I knew that I needed that bus to take me to church. You know, I, I've seen God. I've seen God in a, in a couple that lived across the street from us. And they made sure that I went to camp that summer. They paid the way. And I saw God at that camp. And I gave my life to Jesus Christ. You know, it's like I've seen God. I've seen God when I shattered my femur. I missed almost an entire year of school. I'm on my back. Nothing I could do, but a Lutheran pastor was my tutor. And I saw God through him. And that summer, I saw God again. You know, when I sensed that calling to ministry, and it changed the whole trajectory of my life. See, I, God has been with me through the years. He was with me when I was in the hospital fighting for my life with gangrene and blood poisoning. You know, God was with me when my first ministry unraveled. You know, God was with me when my marriage disintegrated and I went through a divorce. You know, God was with me when I, I didn't think I could survive. And every time I failed and I had doubt, the, the more times than I could even begin to count, God was with me. You know, God was with me when, when I met Cindy and started moving forward in my life again. He was with me, pressing me and calling me and loving me and helping me find my way back to ministry. God, God was working in those dark days before we started Faith Fellowship. God was present. He was doing more than I could have asked or imagined in my life. Friends, the stone's been rolled away, and the grave could not contain him. Jesus is risen. Jesus is with you. Jesus is right beside you whenever you see him or whenever you don't. He's there. I see him everywhere in people's lives. You may be going, well, I can't see him. Friends, the reason why I see him is because my eyes are open. Some of you don't see him because your eyes are closed. I mean, sure, you come to church. You've heard the stories, maybe even can tell some of the stories about Jesus. You may read your Bible once in a while. You may pray from time to time. But you guys still can't see him. You need to open your eyes. You know, there's a scripture I've read many, many times. This is Satan, who's the God of this world. I mean, he's, he's working his stuff. has blinded the minds of those who don't believe that are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. Some of you can't see him. And that's because you've never dropped to your knees. You've never taken that step to make Jesus Christ your Savior and Lord of your life. And I want to be really clear. I'm not talking about like cultural Christianity. You know, oh, I know all the stories. I can even tell some of the stories. I'm not talking about uh, that, uh, you know, hey, I'm not a thief. I'm, I'm not a liar. 
I'm a good person. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about radical Christianity where you follow Jesus Christ, where he is Savior and Lord of your life. And friends, when you take that step, guess what? You start seeing him all over the place. Some of you need to take that step. You need to make him your personal Savior and Lord. See, Jesus is risen. He's with you, and he's calling you. And he loves you. It's the kind of faith and love that, seriously, wild horses can't keep you from stepping across the line and going, you know what, I am going to give my heart and my life to him. No matter what. No matter what. See, some of you are going through some tough stuff. I understand that. Some of you, it's your your marriage. For others, it's some crisis in the family, and so things are fragile. Some of you are going through some vocational turmoil or financial storms, and things are kind of coming undone in your life. You know, maybe it's an addiction, and it's devastating you, and it's hurting and destroying the people around you. You know, maybe it's a health condition, and fears are, are just undoing you. Maybe, maybe it's a sin you're just battling with, and it's destroying things in, in your life. But here's the deal. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever it is, I, I pray, I pray that you can see that God wants to roll that stone away. The, the tomb is empty. Your Savior is risen. And so whatever it is, he can roll that stone away in your life. You know, the, the good news is Jesus. Jesus won the victory that first Easter. In fact, that's, a, that's really what Easter's all about, is celebrating the victory of the power and the love of God. You know, and if you don't understand anything else, understand he's risen and God's still rolling stones and he wants to roll stones in, in your life and remove those barriers and those problems and those struggles so that you know he's with you. He's right beside you. In fact, for some of you, that's the only reason you're here today is God wants you to know I'm there with you right now. You may not see him, but when you bow a knee to him, you'll realize he's all around you. He always has been. Always has been. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God. God, I know there are some here today. And they can't see you. But God, I pray your Holy Spirit would whisper to them right now. They'd just bow a knee to you. Just accept you. Accept what you did on the cross, that you did walk out of the grave, that, Lord, you'd open their eyes. And I know for some of you, that's where you're at today. Friends, all you have to do is just say, yes, Jesus. You don't have to shout it out. You just have to say it. I accept that. 
God, open eyes right now. Let them see your presence. God, I know there are many here today that um, they've got a lot of stuff going on in their life. They're struggling. Their hopes have been dashed. God, I pray that uh, they'd remember that you can roll away any stone, any obstacle. You're a God that is capable of anything. What seems impossible is possible with you. God, I pray that they would know that. That they would surrender whatever it is that uh, they're going through to you. God, I can't get through this, but you can. God, we thank you for Easter, that first Easter. God, we celebrate that because we know you're risen. God, I pray that um, we would live every day knowing that you're by our side. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. God's people said,